Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Throughout the four Gospels of Jesus, that is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we have a glimpse into that moment in human history when God the Son became human. He was fully divine, yet fully human. Jesus chose to experience the full human condition, all to set us free. He came in grace and truth. Born of the Holy Spirit, he grew to be a man. He interacted with humanity in ways each one would understand, revealing the heart of God the Father and his desire that no one should perish, opening our eyes to see our need for a saviour. As Jesus' fame increased throughout the region, not everyone was joyful at his coming. There were those who were confronted with their own selfish ambitions and their abuses of power and tried to discredit him. To those who opposed him, Whether openly or in secret, Jesus reflected back to them their true motives. When Jesus was confronted by the prideful trying to discredit him, he exposed their hypocrisy. There was the lawyer who attempted to bring Jesus down by openly challenging Jesus on a point of Jewish law. Jesus, using a Jewish teaching method, turned the law back onto the lawyer, exposing the lawyer's heart and his need for a saviour. For a greater revelation of this, please listen to our podcast, The Story of Compassion, Inclusion and Equality. To those who are not trying to prevent others from coming to Jesus, Jesus' response is very different. To the woman caught in adultery, Jesus shows her compassion and speaks words of forgiveness and empowerment, enabling her to receive and believe. Remembering that Jesus interacts with each individual in ways they will understand helps us to see God's incredible unconditional love and amazing grace in every interaction with humanity. To a ruler of the Jews and teacher of Israel, who secretly came to Jesus to inquire of him, Jesus reveals to him the truth and mysteries of God's kingdom. That the Son of God had come from the Father in heaven, not to condemn the world, but to save it. Jesus continued to declare to the Jewish teacher the gospel truth, that whoever believes in Jesus, the Son of God, should not perish, but have eternal life through him. To the disciples who were trapped in false belief, Jesus revealed the glory of God and the healing work of God. He explained and demonstrated to them the unsearchable mysteries of heaven. He journeyed with them as they followed him. They did life together, and Jesus served them. He washed their feet ate with them, identified himself with them, taught them, empowered them, 
but most of all, he loved them. He gave all of himself to them and imparted all of himself into them. They saw, heard, touched and experienced the reality of God's kingdom that had come on earth in Jesus. Jesus rebuked the demons, sickness, death and every destructive force over humanity. Yet to those who had been declared unclean by the community, Jesus declared them clean. He included all who were willing to come to him. And with one touch from Jesus, they received and many believed. To those who bragged about their own righteousness, that is their rightness and goodness, Jesus challenges them to search their own hearts, for only God is righteous and good. So let us go back to that time. It is the Sabbath festival, and Jesus went into the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees, which is a religious group. All the important people were there, and they watched him. They watched and waited for the moment they could accuse him, for they refused to receive and believe. Their intent was malicious and their hearts were as stone. For they had dedicated their life to evil and prohibiting people from coming to Jesus, ultimately coming to God. Even worse still, they said they were of God, yet Jesus exposed their heart in many interactions with them. For they had knowingly given their allegiance to Satan. They were not ignorant. Throughout this festival, Jesus healed a man of dropsy. He had told parables about not seeking the highest place at the table and the greatest festival of all, the supper in the kingdom of God at the end of the age. So Jesus' parting words about those who attended the supper in the house of the Pharisee leader was, For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. In God's kingdom, everyone is invited, but sadly there are those who refuse to activate their invitation and reject Jesus and their only pathway to salvation. As Jesus walks out to the crowds that waited outside, he declares for all to hear an amazing truth. So before we go to this passage of Scripture, Let us take a moment and surrender what we think the text means. Thank you, Father. Through your Spirit, may we receive from you enlightenment and understanding of how you reach into hearts in different ways so that each one will understand. In Jesus' name, Amen. So with a heart-mind condition of surrender, Let us go to Luke chapter 14, verses 25 to 33. Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. 
and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Lest, after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to make war against another king, does not sit down and consider whether he is able with ten thousand to meet him who comes against him with twenty thousand? Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. What an extraordinary statement from God who is perfect love, who not only speaks his love over us, but freely pours his love into every disciple. So out of his love, in the heart of every disciple, he empowers us to honour and love our father and mother, family, and even our enemies. It is out of intimacy with God, surrendering and receiving more of him, then our relationships on earth become richer. For out of his love in us, he empowers us to be loved and to love. So knowing this truth about God, to understand Jesus' intended meaning, we need to remember why Jesus became human and the context of who he is speaking to. Remember Jesus did not come to condemn the world, but to save it. He came to bring his eternal life into death, his divine light into darkness, his healing into pain, and his wholeness into brokenness. God did all this because he so loves. Jesus is the eternal one who became human. Yet he is still fully divine and as such knows the heart of every individual. In today's text, Jesus dramatically illustrates the importance of the choice to receive him or reject him, that is, to be his disciple. So in a culture that places family above all else, including God, Jesus says to the multitudes who are following him because of his fame, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Do you really want to be my disciple? If your family forbids you to receive me, be identified with me, would you receive me? For unless you receive me above all else, you cannot be my disciple. For if you love anyone more than me and would not be willing to receive me because of them, then you cannot be my disciple. For in not receiving me and my sacrifice, you are effectively rejecting your only pathway to salvation. As only God can fill that place that is in one's heart, for he alone is worthy of worship. It is also recorded in Matthew and elsewhere in Luke that Jesus reveals to his disciples who have already said yes to him 
that there will be those who will be betrayed by their relatives, friends and people. There will be those who will want to put them to death just because they are a disciple of Jesus. Still today, there are those communities where if anyone becomes a disciple of Jesus, that is, receives Jesus, they are cast out of their community and even pronounced dead by their families. There are those who have been killed because they have received Jesus. Yet nothing or no one is to prevent someone from choosing to become a disciple of Jesus. Jesus makes that very clear. The second statement that Jesus makes to the multitudes who follow his fame is in verse 27. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Once again, Jesus is speaking to a people in a way they will understand, illustrating his point. In a culture where the cross is symbolic of public shame, guilt and slavery, this statement, to bear one's cross, would be highly offensive, especially to the prideful. But understanding the depths of Jesus' statement is so liberating. Simply put, in the context of the culture of the time, Jesus is saying, Unless you are willing to acknowledge your need for a saviour, admit your shame, guilt and slavery to your selfish desires of the flesh, that is, to bear your cross, then you cannot be my disciple. For if you do not admit your need for a saviour, then you will not receive me as your saviour and you will not receive my sacrifice for you. As a result of rejecting me, you are rejecting God and cannot receive God's free gift of salvation in me. The third statement that Jesus makes to the multitudes who follow his fame is in verse 33. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Forsake all in this context means to renounce worldly wealth. In the culture of the time and throughout the ages of humanity, the obsessive love for the wealth of this world has kept humanity in bondage. For the riches of this world cannot save anyone, nor satisfy the lust of selfish fleshly desires, for they can never be satisfied. Remembering it is God's desire for humanity to be free and that none should perish. So to those who seek the riches of this world above all else, Jesus reveals that unless they forsake all, the stronghold of that desire will prevent them from their own self choosing to receive Jesus. Jesus knows the heart of the multitude who follow his fame. He explains to them the importance of receiving him above all else is a matter of eternal destiny and life and death. 
So Jesus reveals to the multitude who follow his fame that there are three things that are preventing them from choosing to receive him. Unless they let go of whatever it is preventing them from choosing to receive him, they cannot be his disciple. For if they place a person above God, unless they change their thinking, this will prevent them from receiving Jesus. If they do not recognize their need for a saviour, acknowledge the guilt and shame, this will prevent them from changing their thinking and receiving Jesus. Today's text is not about the daily journey of being a disciple of Jesus, but about the initial choice of receiving Jesus as Lord and Saviour. That is, receiving Jesus, receiving God, giving total allegiance to worship only Him, receiving Jesus in all of who He is and what He has done in the sacrifice of His life, death and resurrection. Jesus is God's eternal salvation plan. It pleased God to become the Saviour for us, and He placed the highest value on our salvation and eternal destiny with Him. The cost of salvation is the ultimate cost and sacrifice of the Son of God in Jesus. He has given everything of Himself to us to be able to receive and believe. But everyone has a free choice. This choice to receive Jesus or reject Jesus is a matter of eternal destiny and life and death. Jesus is making it very clear the importance of this decision by revealing the heart of those who follow him for his fame. To those who have yet to say yes to Jesus, now is the time. Count the cost. And if there is anything that is preventing you from making an informed choice of saying yes to Jesus, then just give it to God. Don't let anything or anyone prevent you from making an informed choice. God gives it to you. It's your choice. He gives free choice because he so loves. And today, Jesus is urging you, receive me as your Lord and Saviour and begin the incredible daily journey of being my disciple. And for those of us who have said yes to Jesus, as we go on the daily journey of surrendering and receiving more of him, he continues to transform us. He continues to empower us. He continues to establish us in the fullness of his truth, rooted in his love and amazing grace. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name.